Mitsubishi. What is up, bros? Anybody care to relax? Welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Thursday, May 14th, and I hope everyone out there is ready to make a lot, a lot of money. Just hammering the Archers money lines all season long and Archers overs all season long. Jake, the draft was last night. Grant Amant goes first overall to the Archers. So uh, you got to wonder right now, are they the next dynasty in the PLL? Yeah, are we looking at a Chicago Bulls situation here? Um, I'm not even a betting guy. I, I've never actually placed a bet on sports, but I may go actually and, and get a bookie and just tell him I want the over on every Archers game for the two weeks, and I think that I can make some serious money. Dude, this, this setup that they're going to have at Attack, you've got some certified slingers in Will Manny and Marcus Holman, and now you have Mac O'Keefe down there at X just feeding them the rock. I will be furious. I will, I will kill myself on the podcast if the Archers have a single game throughout this championship series on PLL Island that they don't put up at least 20 goals. I, I, I totally agree. It'd be interesting to see, like, does Cuccinello, does Cuccimane get bumped, you know, or do they run like a, like a, like a four, you know, like a four attack situation like some of the other teams have? Um, or do we see Cuccimane, you know, playing midfield? I think nobody I likes think, that. I think Cuccimane, he's got some size to him, right? So you can bring right. him out of the box and just have him, you know, in, in that kind of st- pretty much, you know, the same thing that Costabile is going to end up being uh, with, with, with the Atli. But, you know, so you have him coming in off the box, out of the box. Um, you know, Grandman's going to draw one slide. He's going to fuck up whoever slides to him that way. He's going to draw the second slide. All of a sudden, that backside's going to be open. Coochie main for a step in, and he's just going to, you know, big body his way to the net. And yeah, I mean, pr- pretty, pretty simple right there. Like, I'm telling you right now, the Archers, like between, all right, I get that they got fucked with Pat Spencer. I understand that. It happens. Shit happens. I took a Mecca Okafor. I fucked up. Mm. Eventually, Pat Spencer will come back to lacrosse. But, like, dude, they picked one of the greatest college lacrosse players of all time, haven't had him play a single game yet, and and they're not going to miss him a beat with being gifted grand event like this. So the Archers, like, you guys are on the clock. You you guys should be playing in every championship game from here on out. Yeah, and that was the funny thing. It was like the Archers really went the way that that um, last year, the way that the championship was structured. What I remember was that being kind of almost like half disappointed that the Archers were going to get the first round pick because they didn't really deserve getting the first round pick. I think they deserve to be on the other side of the bracket. I think we said that, but they had a, a pretty bad loss um, in the second round, I believe. Well, yeah, because Schreiber, Schreiber ends up having his like shoulder hanging around by his you know, head. That's fucking and, – and that's his own fault, right? You know, Schreiber needed to just pop the shit back in and play. That's, that's really – you know, I thought he was a tough guy. Apparently not. Dude, but, like, that's it. Like, we, we, I, I keep, like, every time <laughs> I think about Grand Ament, um, you know, playing with the art, like, I keep thinking, okay, yeah, he's going to have, you know, Manny with, with the lefty slinger and then Holman as the righty. And that, like, you don't even think at first, like, oh, yeah, he's also going to have Schreiber up top to dish it off to. So those four players right there, all of them are certified shit kickers. 
Um, so the archers, they, they made out pretty well in this draft. Um, Brian Costabile, former, uh, recurring guest on, on the crease dive going number two. So, uh, you know, right there, bang, bang, one, two picks recurring guest on the show. Um, Costabile, he'll be a stud for the outlet. Like we've seen last year, like that, these big middies who can get up and down the field, how, you know, how, uh, how much they mean to, to an offense and to a team in the PLL, you know, with the shorter field and the shot clock and shit like that. So that's a pretty good pick. Um, and then Michael Kraus, the dog pound is, is finally starting to, uh, you know, round out here. I think that Michael Kraus is a stud. I think that he, uh, you know, he, he's one of those guys who he's going to be overlooked. Like he's going to be over. He was overlooked at Virginia he'll be overlooked in the PLL, but he'll be one of those guys where at the end of the game, you look at the stat sheet and you're like, how the fuck did this guy have three and three? Like I didn't even notice him out there. Um, but that's just what he does. So th- those top three picks right there were pretty much exactly how I think people thought that they would go. Were there any surprises there for you? Uh, no, I think Costabile was a huge pick. He was, um, you know, he's a, he's a two way midi basically with a bomb. Um, I think that giving the Atli a another or like a you know I'm not going to compare him to Shannon Chuck, but you know giving him a, a giving the Atli a, a really solid two bomb threat. Um, you know, as we've seen some of the PLL games, it can really change the entire the course of the entire game. You know, two two bombs and you're you're up three or you're cutting a deficit in half. Like that's it's it's pretty crazy. Um, Costville's kind of a um, and I'm gonna you know. It's like coach speak, but like, you know, he's a kind of a jack of all trades. Um, he can do everything. So, uh, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, Krause's is, Kraus is almost the same way. Krause is a good, you know, Krause creates a lot from, from, from behind, but, you know, definitely more of a pure attackman. Um, yeah, he was definitely overlooked, kind of like a, a Stephen Rafus. You know, Stephen Rafus was extremely overlooked, but, you know, I'd say 90% of their offense, Rafus, Rafus created at Syracuse. So, Cross is going to be a guy who surprises a lot of people, you know, and he's going to be, um, he got drafted with water dogs, right? So he'll be, he'll be playing with Drenner. Um, I think the Kraus Drenner one, two punch is, is pretty insane. You got, you got two guys who both can have, can have really good hair um, as well. Kraus grows a nice head of hair. So, you know, he and Drenner right next to each other. That's, that's a good looking team. Yeah. And especially with, you know, all the, uh, you know, the quarantine and, and all the hair salons being shut down. So I can't imagine that these guys have been getting in for a trim. Uh, so when it comes time for PLL Island, like water dogs are going to be going to be looking pretty flowy and, Oh, get, get the lax bro culture out of here. I get it, but still, we can still appreciate great luscious locks of hair without tarnishing the sport. Um, and I think that the water dogs will definitely be at, at the top of the, top of the leaderboard in that department. Um, yeah. And it, it's not that he's going to like, like if you're a lacrosse fan, like you're not going to be surprised when Michael Krause goes off for, for a couple games here during the championship series and throughout the rest of his career in the PLL, like, cause like, you know that he can do it, but, it, but again, it's just like all of a sudden you just look at the, the stat sheet and it creeps up on you. You're like, fuck, like this kid has had like his hand on like every single goal that's been scored out here. Haven't even noticed it. So, um, yeah, big, big pick there. I think all three of those were great. Um, in terms of my favorite pick of the first round, um, like granted that was a layup that may, you know, those first three picks were pretty much exactly the way that it was supposed to go. 
my favorite pick of the first round. And I think the one that, listen, Granamen is going to have a massive impact. Do not get me wrong. But I think one of the guys who is going to make an immediate, immediate impact with his squad is going to be Matt Gaudet with the Chouse. We are big on Matt Gaudet. We, we are, and it, you're, you know, Ahmed's not going to like that. He's going to listen to this pod and he's be like, there go, there goes Jordy and Jake talking about the fucking Yale guys again, you know, but Gaudet is an f- absolute freak. Um, he's and he's going, a menace. He's a he's menace. <laughs> he is a menace. He's going to be, he's going to be John all day long too. He talks, talks and talks. I think that's perfect for the chaos. Like Matt Gaudet, he is the, um, like I'd imagine, all right, so like you're growing up, you have like your your little friend group, and like Matt Gaudet is probably the kid that like like all the moms are probably like, Oh, he's so sweet, he's such a nice boy. Mm-hmm. And then yep. all and then all the dads are like, That fucking kid's like such a fucking like the dads know, like <laughs> that kid's a fucking prick, you know? And like so he's like uh like like that like what what's that kid's name? like Eddie Haskell, leave it the beaver, like the kid who you know, he, he can be sweet if he like all the moms probably love him. Probably mm-hmm. he's the nicest kid in the world. And the dads are like that fucking punk, man. Um, and that's what he's going to do in the league. I mean, he's I, I said he was already the best shit talker in this draft class. But now the fact that he goes to the Chouse, a team that thrives on chirping um, and with, you know, with all those Canadians already on the roster, like it, it just comes yeah. natural to them to just shit talk you on absolutely everything they possibly can on the field. Um, I can, my, my one lock of the season is that someone is going to throw a punch at Mac Audet at some point this, this during the uh, championship series. Yeah. But you can bet on that. You know, I wonder if Godet will join. I don't know if he is already, but one of, if he joins the uh, chain gang, right? What if, what if he goes oh. for the thin gold chain, you know, or, or does he do his own thing with all the other Canadians? Who knows? I, I mean, he's he's got the swagger to pull off the chain. Um, and I think, again, I, I just think that this is like such a perfect match. I think that, um, you know, he's a guy who who fans are going to love to hate. And, and he's going to put up numbers too because as far as crease attack men go and like, you know, you, you have all these – all these creative offensive players on, on the, on the chaos. So, you know, whether it's, you know, miles dodging miles and Jake dodging from up top, just bodying guys um, and then drawing slides there, or, you know, you've got miles Thompson, uh, you know, creating from attack, but like, no matter what you have guys who are creative and can draw slides and open up that crease. And then once you get the ball to Mac all dead in there, um, it's a guaranteed finish. I totally agree. And, you know, I, I, speaking of the chaos, I think that, you know, Andy Towers really took, you know, I think he took a, a he took a chance, you know, drafting Jeff Teat, you know, in the second round late. Um, Cause I don't think Teat has, has, has announced what he's, what he's doing yet. So, you know, maybe he got, what are we thinking from Teat? I think he's a, I think he's a, a big old lax rat. So I don't know, maybe he sees God that and he's like, Oh, team, you know, the Canadians are headed to the PLL, so might as well do that. But he got drafted number number one overall in the NLL. Yeah. T? Yeah. Uh, I, they haven't had that draft. He they haven't be. had that. He, he will he, be, he obviously. Will be. Um, um, but the, the thing about T, so, so like Ivy League, Teet and Sowers. So, like, Sowers, I think everyone knew 
right away was going to um, a was, different team was, was, was going to take that extra year of NCAA eligibility because his dream growing up playing lacrosse was to win a national championship. Now, T, like, you know, Teet's young enough to where, um, you know, Canadians were already starting to, to like really take over college lacrosse. But I don't know if he like, you know, like you're growing up in the backyard and you're playing against invisible defense. And like, as you're like shooting on the goal, like you're, you're counting down like three, two, one with like the game winning goal mm-hmm. for Americans. That game winning goal is for the national championship. Like, I don't know what it was for Teet. So like maybe Teet's dream wasn't to win a national, like, so maybe he's just done with school. So maybe he will go pro um, or maybe he won't, but either way, like, I think, the chaos are already like so loaded. And since this season's going to be so short, like they can add Gaudette and that's totally fine for, you know, the two week tournament on PLL Island uh, later this summer. And then they already have teat for next year. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like it, it was, if, if you're going to take a chance on something like that, I guess like this would be the year to do it because, you know, you're only going to have, uh, 16 days of a season. So, um, you know, the chaos, they're already pretty loaded. So it's not like they had to add a lot more. So they either have Teat if he leaves school or if not, they have him next year. So, you know, definitely a quality pick, whether or not it, it happens this year or not. Yeah. And that's, you know, obviously somebody's going to, I mean, somebody's going to kind of DM us or something and tell us we don't talk about, you know, these other guys enough. And let, let me just go ahead and clear that up real quick. These other guys are absolutely stud players, right? So Tom Rigney uh, did not he didn't play his first two years at Army, right? He had to sit, he had to sit basically. And his last two years, he's he, I guess maybe he grew a couple inches and, and he's playing, uh, you know, a ton. Um, so like that's, you know, if if it's purely based on size and lacrosse IQ, there's really not a lot for them to go off of. And he probably played. I mean, how many games did we get through this week, this year? Six, 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 yeah. to, six to eight. If you, depending on, you know, what league you're in. So they probably had 20 games of tape to watch Tom Rigney off of. So excuse us if we don't, you know, have, you know, I didn't know about Tom Rigney from, you know, wherever the fuck he's from. Uh, I, I think he's from, I think he's a New York guy, but I mean, he's huge. He's six, three, two twenty. He's probably gonna make an immediate impact. Like the, it was some of the biggest, he's probably one of the biggest defensemen, uh, in the PLL right now, uh, like, a, I mean, that's just enormous. Same with Jack Rapine. Like, he's all, also a big guy. Um, Chris Price is also a big guy. They're all huge. Aiden Hines is the only one, I think, who's not – I don't think he's, like, a 6'3 guy. Let me look it up. But the whole point is that some of these guys – you know, I think that the positive note that a lot of these guys are going back to school – right? The number ones and the, like the, the first two rounds were filled, you know, with like the Docs Aikens and the Jared Bernhards and things like that. I think this gives a lot of guys who wouldn't have been picked a chance to show like, hey, I'm here. I'm just, you know, I'm Tom Rigney. I'm just as good as like, you know, some of the bigger names like Chris Sabia or, you know, some of the big guys who came out of, um, out of Maryland, right? So I think that that's a huge positive. Um, and like Pey- Peyton Smith, he's a guy who would have gotten drafted anyway, regardless if TD was in right. this draft or not. Um, you know, maybe he wouldn't have been a, a first round pick, but you know, he's a guy who, you know, he he can go 
70 percent at the faceoff x if, if he if he has to so he's a guy you know and especially with Grenley and retiring they had to fill that position so um you know he's a guy who's who's gonna get you know plenty of chances with the redwoods and um you know good for him for now being able to be a first round pick with some of these guys going back to school for another year if there is my my least favorite pick of the draft um I, I got to go pick number two in round number two. The Chrome go with Reese Eddy out of Boston University. And the only reason I'm a great player will, will definitely help out that team who needs uh, a lot of help defensively. But, dude, your name is backwards. Your name is so fucking backwards, buddy. Like – Flip that – Eddie Reese, that's an actual human being. Eddie Reese is a guy. Eddie Reese is someone you know. Eddie Reese lives down the street, all right? Eddie Reese is a guy I want to go get a beer with. Reese Eddie? Buddy, yeah, flip that shit around because that is creeping me out. Like, number one in the league in first names, that should be his last. I agree. That's totally, that's totally backwards. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a, a good player too. Um, he's a, again, he's another guy who sat his first two years, had to prove him his shit junior and senior year. It's just, you know, the, who's playing LSM for the chaos right now? Um, Brody Merrill, you know, if, if Brody, he's going to get to learn from, you know, Brody Merrill, like, Hey bud, not, you know, don't do this, do that, you know, crush this, crush that. So like that, you know, that's a, that's a huge opportunity. I'd be pumped. Right, you're gonna sit behind one of the oh, I, lacrosse wise, great pick. Lacrosse wise, yeah, makes yeah, a ton yeah. of sense. It's just strictly, yeah, no, the, the strictly aesthetically with the name just killing me. He wears he wears 23 too, so all right, well, Jordan uh, Michael, yeah, uh, yeah, Matt DeLuca, only goalie to go off the board, just big boy, big He's boy. Six, six foot six. Have you seen his stance? He's, it's it's like he looks like a crab. He has to get down so much. He's got the you know the 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 legs out in like the goblet squat. Big boy, I would be so pissed going up a six foot six goalie. He's just gonna kill people. You could have myself and like two toddlers, and we could do that thing where you know everyone sits on the other shoulders and puts us in a trench coat, and we would hopefully then be as tall as Matt DeLuca. Oh my god, it's insane to me. You know, and and tall guy, but great goalie. Like, he's not it's not that he just like takes up a ton of the net. Great goalie can get the ball out. Uh, you know, get the clear going right away. Um, you know, same percentages speak for himself. But yeah, I mean, the size definitely helps. So it's not like we're gonna not talk about it. Um, you know, the if if we can, you know, step back a minute and talk about, um you know, I guess go a little bit more in depth about the, the PLL. I, I did see a tweet. I don't remember who, who tweeted it, but um, somebody basically said something to the effect where PLL players were acting unprofessionally by saying bet on my team. Like you don't see JJ Watt saying bet on my team. Um, yeah. This that's was hilarious. Uh, th- this was an all time tweet to come out of lax Twitter, um, an all time take. An all-time take to come out of Lax Twitter. Um, I, I've I've actually talked with the tweeter himself. Good guy, meant no harm by it. Just you know, 
but again, it, it's just, um, it's very, it's just interesting. So, you know, obviously the, the context of this all is guess what? We can all now get rich just watching PLL lacrosse. All right. Because the league has partnered up with genius sports to be the official uh, gaming partner. So boys and girls, we can finally get those bets in. You can bet chaos on o- hit the over on the two bombs. Um, you know, always just going with the archers money line, water dogs money line, just take it all. And all you have to do is just sit there on your couch uh, between July 25th and whenever the championship series ends, I guess 16 days later, throw in those bets. And all of a sudden we're all rich because guess what? No one's ever lost money gambling on sports. That's right. Um, And I can't tell you how many of my friends reached out to me and were like, Jake, I, I'm going to need your help. And I'm like, Oh, great. So now I'm responsible. I'm going to have to get the, I'm going to have to go, you know, call up my lawyer Right. I'm going to have to get them to sign something that says that I'm not fiscally responsible. We're going to have to LLC. Yeah. I'm going to have to start an LLC and just, you know, maybe, you know, if they, I think I'll do it like this. If they win, I get a cut. If they lose, I'm not liable. And that's going to be like in the very, very, very fine print. Like I'm, I'm going to, that's, I've I've thought about this already. It's going to work. Yeah. But so with, uh, you know, with the ability to now bet on the PLL, uh, yeah, so, you know, tweet comes out. The optics of professional lacrosse players tweeting, bet on my team seems very unprofessional, if you ask me. I don't see Tom Brady, J.J. Watt, Mike Trout tweeting that. It's time for our sport to grow up. To be a big-time sport, the league and players have to act like it too. Now, listen, I, I get it, all right? There's still, there's still people out there who view gambling as if it's the work of the devil. Um, you know, and, and it's, you know, people think that it's, it's, and, and, and I don't necessarily know if that's what, you know, this tweeter was, was going with. Like, I don't think that he thinks like, oh, you're bad if you're, if you're betting on sports. Um, I, I just, you know, the, the players, I guess, coming out and saying shit about it. I, I get it, but like what people need to understand and what lacrosse, uh, what the whole lacrosse fan base needs to understand we love the game. All right. We all love the game. We can all agree on that. All right. Everyone that's listening to this podcast right now loves it. You wouldn't be listening to a lacrosse podcast if you didn't love the game. And we wouldn't be making a lacrosse podcast if we didn't love the game. With that being said, it is not a major sport. Can, can we please finally, like there have been so many times throughout the years where like, you know, lacrosse fans have been like bitching about, you know, how the, the sport, operates or like trying to like take things from other sports they're like oh why should we take this idea from another sport you would never see another sport try to take someone else's like people need to understand that lacrosse is still in its it's not in its infancy in terms of like in regards of how long the sport's being played but it's in 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 its infancy in regards to popularity right like this right Right. now we're in a time where lacrosse is finally starting like it's on the sport is going to be on NBC during the same window that the Olympics were supposed to be on. All right. This it it's going to be huge for the game. It, we are going to get new fans. We're going to get new audience. There are going to be eyeballs on the game. We're going to get there, but right. We're not there yet. All right. So the way that the league, the players and everything operates and the sport operates, you can't compare it to shit 
like Tom Brady. All right, you just can't do it. You can't betting on the NFL is has been a billion dollar industry for decades now. All right. We just finally could start betting on lacrosse earlier this week. So there's like a, a lot of difference there. So I don't know. That that's my my one thing, my one takeaway from all that is please for the love of God, stop comparing lacrosse to other major sports because there are those are major like lacrosse isn't another major sport lacrosse right now is just a sport so we can't compare it to nfl uh nba mlb or nhl and this is in you know the pll is not like any other league right uh, it, it, it is not like any other league they are they are transparent um the tra- so the 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 transparency model has kind of, um, and I don't mean to get technical here, but like the, the transparency model of, of anything has kind of pervaded uh, certain industries the past few years. Like, um, for example, um, you know, my, my, I have a friend who runs a freight brokerage and people don't tell each other what they pay for their freight. And they disrupted the entire industry by saying, oh, this is what we pay. This is our markup, you know, and it, it just shocked everybody, right? The PLL is the same way, right? They're telling you, these are our players on the field. Our players game. Our players go out and rip beers. Our players are, they, they like to party and have fun. They also like to work hard, right? You know, Kyle Hartzell, fittest, fittest guy in the league. You know, Rabel has done, Rabel has done such a fantastic job of bringing himself from this lacrosse icon god down to Rabel's just another guy, right? On his, on his Instagram, he's talking about, you know, he drinks coffee, he's a goon, you know, he, he fucks around with Kyle Hartzell and they work out for eight hours together or whatever, you know, so the PLL is not like any other league. I don't treat them like any other league. You know, I tweet, I, tweet, I can tweet at the Premier Lacrosse League and I'll probably get a few replies from people, you know, who are, you know, making jokes too. I tweet at the NFL and they don't care. Nobody cares. You know, everybody, you know, I, t- I tweet at the Carolina Panthers, they don't care. Nobody cares. I can tweet at the chaos and they, they probably respond to me or, you know, the water dogs, whoever wants to run a water dogs account, just fucking roast me. Um, like they did at LaxCon. Uh, they, that was you actually, they roasted your shit. Um, so I, I don't treat the PLL like any other league. I think it's a, a you know, the, the way that they do things is, is not the same. So if, 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 if Jake Ricaro and uh, Miles Jones want to hop on Twitch and talk about, you know, I'm probably going to get four and five this weekend, or you know, I'm probably going to get three, three and four while they're playing Warzone, then fuck it. That's awesome. You know? Yeah, and it, and it's not like it, there's first off the so the the partnership with Genius Sports like they are like they focus on integrity so like there there's the partnership in itself basically solidifies that there's not going to be like point shaving or shit like that like we're not going to have right <laughs> like we're not going to have guys betting on their own games right like so. If, no Michael Jordan, no Michael Jordan shit going yeah, on, you know, and or 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 like or even like Pete Rose, like and like the Pete Rose oh, situation is like so funny. Sorry, I, and, I laugh about Pete Rose all the time. And but it's like, dude, he was betting on himself to win, so it's, he was like, yeah, I'm just like better than every like like we're better, so I might as yeah. well. But it wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm gonna purposely throw this game. Like like there's a difference between betting on yourself and winning as opposed to doing like what, like, um, you know, if, if you're like, 
an Ecuadorian soccer league and mm-hmm. you have like these fucking whatever like the Ecuador like all these like drug lords like point shaving games and shit like that and like you get like uh what what fuck why am I blanking on it what World Cup team was it they 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 was fucked it up, not the they fucked um, up the World Cup. I know exactly. Oh, uh, Ghana? No, I don't think it was. Oh, no, 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 no. It was a South American team. Um, Either way, either way, there's a difference. But with that being said, like, PLL players still can't bet on the games. So there's not going to be any point, like, like, oh, yeah, they could just get their buddy to do it for them and whatever. Again, the the partnership is with a certain, like, a company that, specializes in integrity so you don't have to worry about that um and if you know what what's the difference between saying hey bet on my team or hey like yeah i'm gonna like or just being confident being like yeah i'm gonna score four goals this game right like like we 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 love like like we we love to see that kind of personality so i i don't know i didn't really see anybody else really upset at all about the gambling so I, i just think that that was kind of one of those takes that um, you know, maybe, you know, it, it was a, uh, just, just kind of the, the brain, the wires crossed a little bit there, but, um, I think for everyone, it's, it's great for the sport because again, the gambling on sports is a, it's a billion dollar industry. Um, and you know, the fact of the matter is, is that it's going to bring more fans to the game, right? Like, and, uh, you know, this, this is a take that I think, like, I think that this, there are two big things that lacrosse needs to focus on. Um, so our, our boy Diggs, Mikey Diggs, Diggs tape. He, he went on uh, the inside lacrosse podcast with uh, Terry Foy earlier this week. And he brought up the number one thing that the sport needs to focus on in order to grow. And that's breaking down the, the Brad and Chad stereotype. Mm-hmm. Absolutely necessary for the game. But I, I think what's going to make like, but that's going to take a while to get rid of that, right? Like you could, you could have, you could walk into a room and there's going to be ten people there, and you know maybe eight of those people have never watched lacrosse before, right? You might have one other buddy who's watched the game. Eight of those people haven't watched the game before. Five of those people are probably going to be a bunch of dickheads about it and not even give the sport like, oh yeah, that's just for like you know, rich guys whose dads are lawyers, like fuck, they couldn't play on their JV baseball team. So it, it like the stereotype to break that down for them. The only way you can do that is to have them watch the game and to like, realize like, Oh shit. Like, the, like you need to be an elite athlete to play at the PLL level. Like this, this sport has like physicality. It has, uh, it, it's it's all of the sports rolled into one. So the way to break down that stereotype of Chad and Brad is to get those dickheads to watch the game and realize for themselves, oh shit, I was with, like, this isn't just a sport for people who couldn't make their JV baseball team. So the way you get them to watch the sport is through gambling because they're probably degenerates already. They probably are already down with their bookie. They need to find something quick to make some money back. They heard, oh, archers overs that's how i get all my money they throw their money on the archers overs they start to watch the game all of a sudden they realize oh shit like this this game is way sicker than i previously thought and never gave it a chance now i'm giving it a chance 
okay, I like lacrosse. So that was like a really roundabout way of saying it. I've never been very eloquent or succinct with any of my points, but basically what I'm saying is the two go hand in hand. Getting more people to watch the sport is going to help break down that stereotype because that stereotype exists because guys, like people don't watch the game. So they just say, oh, it's for Chad and Brad. And then they never give the game a shot. But if they're gambling on the sport, then they're going to watch it and then they're going to realize that they're wrong. So gambling and breaking down stereotypes, hand in hand, huge for the game. Yeah, and I think having some of these guys um, kind of be the face of the game is really going to help, you know, uh, you know, uh, it, it, as I said, you know, Paul, you know, Paul being on Instagram and TikTok and things and being his, you know, his normal self, like he's just, a, he's, a, he's a goofy guy. He's, you know, he's, he's not, um, you know, it, yeah, the other the other thing you have to that I have to think about is you know yes that's that's really going to help too but the real Brad and Chad problem uh, to me uh, whereas it used to be it used to be um, primarily concentrated in you know I guess like eighteen to twenty two year olds um, it's really like moved down in age you know it's more like twelve to sixteen now because these kids are fucking assholes right they're they're in the PLL comments and shit and they are just, they just, they don't get it, right? So I think that some of this um, lacrosse is for assholes type deal. I think a lot of that is going to go away as some of these kids age, hopefully. Um, maybe they'll age out of it. I know I was a gigantic dickhead at 18 years old. So I, I, I aged out of that probably last year. Um, but, you know, having some of these guys like Granamet, you know, salt of the earth, you know, he, having him as the face of, as the, face of the game, that's going to be huge. Um, you know, they're already doing a great job kind of bringing these guys down to, you know, the human level with, you know, having, having them on, you know, the premier lacrosse on, on, uh, Twitch and, you know, the gaming and things like that. It's like, oh, they're, they're normal guys. They aren't like, you know, too good to, you know, whatever the fuck you want to. And then, you know, and then we'll have Matt Gaudet who, you know, who know we need him mic'd up like every second to, you know, I need to know how many people he's talking about their moms like stuff like that, you know, but that's in any, you know, that's in any sport, you know, that is not restricted to lacrosse. The shit talking is in any sport. Like, I, like hockey, I, I'm, I'm sure that they go at it pretty, you know, hockey is known for the chirping. They go at it literally all, all fucking day, all day, bud. Um, but you know, like when Michael Jordan did it, you know, and everyone's like, Ooh, it's, it's, it's different game. No, it's not. It's, it's, you know, it's a competition, right? So just come on now. No, and I I totally agree. Like, and that's like we already know so many of these guys' personalities, and the league's only been around for a year. So, like you've mentioned, like they did, they've done a great job of putting those personalities out there. So, like all these things are all working together to grow the game, right? Like you're gonna be more invested in in these players. Like the more you know about them, the more invested you are in them. So, right. So if, if you're watching Connor Farrell on the Twitch stream or if you're, you know, listening to Mac all that mic'd up or whatever, like you're gonna be more invested because all of a sudden these guys now have a person out and like you feel like you know them a little bit. And like that's huge because like again, like you, you look at the NFL and they're like so many guys like actually like just recently like we're starting to finally see more of Tom Brady. Right. So like like mm -hmm. Tom Brady, it was like so easy to hate Tom Brady for so long, you know, because he was, you know, with the Patriots winning all these Super Bowls and doing all these weird fucking diets where he like doesn't eat strawberries. And then um, 
you know, and you just didn't know anything about him. So you're like, dude, like fuck Tom Brady, man. But like recently, like he's just like, he's, he's had his personality out there. You're getting to know a little bit more about him. And like, yeah, maybe it's because he's not with the Patriots anymore, but the more you know about it's like, fuck, like Tom Brady's like an actually, like actually like a cool guy. And like now, now you're rooting for him even more. Like, so the same way with the PLL, like you're going to be rooting for these guys more. The personalities draw you in the, the gambling will like attract new viewers. So they get attracted like a, like a moth to the flame. And then once they're at the flame, they start to learn about more of these guys' personalities. They start to see the game, see the game, the way that it should be played. Um, and all of a sudden they're hooked. So bring in new people, bring in new, new fans, expose them to the game, expose them to the personalities. They're hooked. The game continues to grow. So it all, it all works together. And I think, like I said, the, the game right now, as far as popularity goes among like all sports in its infancy, but I think this summer, even if it's going to be only two weeks long, huge, absolutely huge for the game. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how the two weeks goes, man. Um, I just, I, I, I think it's a great decision. You know, I, I think that, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Mike, Mike and Paul had to uh, had to pull some strings, make some pitches to get the to get that Olympic slot. You know, and 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 maybe NBC Sports was really like, ah, eh, we kind of need some content. But like, that's a that's a pretty good slot. And I think two weeks for two weeks, we're gonna see see lacrosse pretty much. You know every day right i don't think they have a they have a break so um i mean that's going to be a it's a different type it's a different type of game now right that's a two-week span where you're going to have very little breaks right and they're going to they're probably going to have to go deep into some of their rosters because these guys are going to get beat up right i'm sure connor busick is going to throw his shoulder out again right something like that but, you know, they're going to have to go deep in these rosters, and I think that's going to make for a much more interesting two weeks than, than we anticipate because these guys play so hard, there's going to be guys who are beat up by, ten, you know, 10 days in. Yeah, and, and if, if, you know, if they're on PLL Island and, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. living together and everyone's, like, you know, in, in the same spot for two straight weeks, like, you know, it, it's one thing where you you fly everyone in, they're all together for the one weekend in whatever city they're in, and they all have to be together. But like, like two weeks, like it sounds quick when you say it. It's quick in the grand scheme of things, but like when you're in it, like imagine going on a vacation for for two weeks. Actually, for them, you know, this would be like a work trip for two weeks. Like by the end of day four. On, on even like a vacation, you're like, shit, like this is actually a little longer than I thought it would. Like it, it feels a little bit longer than I thought it would. So by the time that day like 10 and shit rolls around, these guys are going to be on edge with each other. Like so that, you know, they're going to see the same teams walking around the same plate and they, like, they're going to fucking despise each other by day 10. So by the time that the championship actually rolls around and they had to spend 16 days together, that could get ugly. And that's awesome. Yeah, we're gonna be here for it. Trust me. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah. So you know the the draft taking so expansion draft taking care of college draft taking care of um, the majority of the details about PLO Island taking care of. We at least have the dates and shit like that. We still don't have a, an actual location. Um, maybe Joe Sai still looking to find a, an island to actually purchase who knows mm-hmm. um i know that florida just opened up for everything but i i don't 
I don't really trust sending all of our boys down to Florida. I feel like that, that'd be a bad idea. So hopefully we can find somewhere better than Florida. Um, Pat Spencer signed with an agency to, uh, you know, pursue a pro basketball career. So um, great for Pat, tough for lacrosse. He'll be back eventually, but, um, you know, he'll probably end up getting a shot with the Nets, whatever. Uh, So good for him, but tough for us. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's about it, but listen, all, all the pieces are finally in place. So all we have to figure out now is a location and we've got everything we need for a, uh, a shortened, but still some sort of a season. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been rough for a lot of guys. I'm not going to say that, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I, I can't put myself in, you know, I, I can try. I can put myself in the shoes of the guys whose, you know, can't, seasons got canceled and stuff like that. And, you know, it was only a few months ago we were talking about, you know, um, you know, who, who, you know, what what the landscape of the season was going to look like and things like that. And, unfortunately, things got out of hand. Um, hopefully all these guys are staying home and staying safe. Uh, but, you know, we get to see this from across this summer. That's nice. Yeah. So it'll be a great summer. We will keep you updated with everything. And uh, yeah, Reese Eddie, change your name around, bro. And until then, we are going to be keeping it low to high to the day we die. Yeah. 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 Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day. A. Wiggins. Fuck that other side, bitch, we stay winning. Oh, man, you know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Yeah. Suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys, man, I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man, man, you know I had to. Sometimes I laugh with God about how you can't stop me. I'm his darkest angel probably, but he still got me, yeah I'm getting mine, but still I better live The shit I set aside to make sure that my people getting by Brunch with some guitar royals and my cup is all oil You know it's rare when your niggas will take the fall for you All loyal, so you keep egging me on And we gon' have to crack your shell just to prove to you you ain't hard-boiled mm. Last night I tried some raw oysters Man, that boy growing up quick That boy know he this shit That boy singing on every song when he know he can spit That boy manifested it That boy knew it was written That boy did it on purpose That boy know that they shitting on you when they can't get past you You should've followed all my moves, you won't realize the after And if I left this shit to chance, I would've picked a name like Chance the Rapper Yeah, no offense cause I don't know that nigga I focus on making records and getting bigger just hits, no misses, that's for the married folks Tell them fix my suite up cause I'm coming home I already talking crazy, I was out of town You know they love to pop all that shit when I'm not around But when I'm here, not a sound That'll make me snap, jot it down Go in the booth and lay a body down Know some Somalis that say we got it, wallahi Get us donuts and coffee, we'll wait for him in the lobby And I gotta tell him chill Sprite got me on payroll, let that man live They say okay if you say so, see whatever I say go I play like I'm on Royce, no Conseco, no Oakland A's though Shout out to Beto, I think I'm on my eighth flow Just watch me paint flow, we all do it for the art So I can never hate though, signing off on more deals Than a lawyer with a heavy caseload How the game turn into the Drake show Dog, what the fuck happened to so and so, where did they go? Too worried about bitches in fashion, they go missing in action 
And then you never notice they missing On some Hunger Games shit, I would die for my district Jennifer Lawrence, you can really get it Yeah, I mean for real, girl, you know I had to do it for you You know I had to do it for you You know I had to, oh wait, sidebar Left some beat at the end so that all of you fuck niggas Could loop it and get your lies off Season